0: Secret Friends Unite!
1: Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 347. This is your guide to the geek side, and I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by my companion, Charlie Carden. Cha-cha-cha.
0: Kill, kill, kill.
1: The merch.
0: Why you gotta kill me? I'm trying to merchandise. Look at these beautiful shirts. Killer merch, Charlie. Killer merch. merch. <laughs> oh, killer merch. Right. Yes, merch to die for. I have this new mug I got, but the the imprinting this was not this was not brilliant. This is from Roke uh, Brewing, which is in Royal Oak through Dark Horse and Marshall, which is my favorite place. It was for Roketoberfest, but they put it on the side and in black. So it's like whose brilliant marketing idea was that? It just it's just a mug.
1: Come on! Who knew that you would be drinking beer in a beer mug, Charlie? Nobody.
0: You're right. I don't otherwise know what it's for. Maybe I'll grow a plant in it. I don't know.
1: There you go. Drinking milk. Drink milk out of it, Charlie. There you go. Drink That's milk. the plan. Milk's yes. Uh, so this is week four of Shocktober. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. We've got a lot of fun, geeky stuff to talk about this week. Um, so I think we should just jump into this with our comic book, Charlie. Woo!
0: and this was uh this was we're back on the DC kick. Uh I'm guessing judging by the cover price this is oh it actually says right in there. I I shrunk it so that it would be easier to have it in the flow, but I can look up top. It says number 347 75 cents. I'm I'm squinting July of 90.
1: No, it's 86. July of 86. There we go. Okay. July 85. of 85. It it's hard to read.
0: <laughs> well, I'm it back down. So anyway, Flash is standing in front of a bunch of heads, uh one of which has a great handlebar mustache, saying, "Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my life is in your hands." But it's it's kind of weird with the top to bottom with the green
1: is are they are they like are they green lanterns? Is that what No. No, there? uh no. So this is it was funny because we're getting to the end of a lot of comics with their like Flash and and other comic books after Crisis, they started renumbering. So Uh, we're getting to the end of a lot of these comics. So Flash is getting close to being close to time for Crisis, so it's going to start renumbering again. And one of the biggest moments in the original Flash, now this is not the original Flash, Jay Garrick, this is um, Barry Allen uh, before um, the other Flash came in. Um, Basically your Silver Age uh, Flash, who Died in crisis. Um, Spoiler, sorry. Um, but in this this storyline was a was a kind of a first for a comic to do a long running arc about oh. a hero on trial for killing a villain. He killed the Reverse Flash. Ouch. Did yeah. So so did he reverse reverse bring him to life? Um, no. So it was. I believe it was a ploy, and he finally got no. out. of it, but it was, but it was a long like it was taking over his life and it was just this big thing. And yeah, it was kind of cool at the time that it happened, but yeah, um, the flash really never had, uh, I, I really say the, the flash from that era, this was probably his shining moment. And then crisis, and then you had to get to like the era after it's like the Jeff Johns era where he really reinvented the rogues gallery of Flash, mm. where you got kind of his take on Captain Cold, who, um, you know, you saw that in um, the take of the the Flash's rogues villain were what uh, the Flash TV series used this kind of more oh, gotcha. taking the villains and giving them a little more to them, made a lot more human, um, yeah, and call them the rogues. Yeah, so Not it was very making cool. them
0: quite so one-dimensional. Well, that is cool. And this is available on uh, DC Infinite uh, if you so choose to dabble, I would imagine. Yeah,
1: yeah, this okay. was uh, DC's 50th anniversary. So if you think about it, wow. Uh, I mean, we're oh. now 40 years later, or well, 30 right. years later.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, well, this will be an episode that is, uh, pred- that is dominated uh, by talking about DC Comics, including... Uh, The Flash. So, you know, without further ado, let's not dink around. Let's go visit uh, our senior news correspondent down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine. We are, of course, talking about
1: Madam Web with Madam Web's Rumors and News. Now it's time for Madam Web's Rumors and News. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Web. Well, Les Charlie said, it's all things DC this week. And Madam Web, I do believe you submitted a story to uh, Jim. uh, So it would have been Denny O'Neill back in the day. Uh, You said, I've got this great character. Her name's Madam Web. She does all things cool. She seduces her victims with the smell of Ben Gay and Geritol. She included a sexy pick, Charlie. was to say. That's what killed the deal. There's no doubt. It killed the project. It yeah. killed the it project. Toast. So sorry, Madam Webb.
0: Totally toast. Ouch. Well, we left we leapt right into over the weekend, and I will admit I wasn't really eyeballs glued to to the YouTube channel. I must have been doing something else. But overall, you know, DC isn't my super duper jam, but I definitely fall in lockstep with things related to oh, you know what I was I was, I was it, it happened at night. The Batman trailer happened tonight, and I was I was not home.
1: No, it happened during the day. It was at 11 to 3 or 4, Charlie.
0: Oh, so I thought yes. the Batman trailer dropped later that. Well, it shows you what I know. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, DC Fan, fan Dome, uh, not to be confused with Stephen King's Under the Dome, which uh, obviously... Or the Thunderdome. Obviously, it's easy to get confused about those things. Uh, gave us some killer trailers. A trailer for the Batman Black Adam, the Peacemaker television series uh a video game suicide squad kill the justice league is that a video game it
1: is yeah it's gonna okay. be a lot of
0: fun Guys, gotcha. so we're not talking about it uh and and some other stuff there's a there was a bts a behind the scenes thing about aquaman which we kind of skimmed over but uh yeah todd those are the big ones we sat and we knocked out all those trailers um and you know obviously the the big enchilada is the batman this would be Uh, Robert Pattinson or Rob Bat, Bat and Bat, if you prefer, which I do prefer Uh, the sparkly Batman. So what did you as a diehard DC more so than me or just overall comic book fan who's always read Batman?
1: What did you think? Um, We got that teaser a while ago and I really dug the, the, the feel of it. And they are definitely going for a different tone. This is Matt Reeves, who did the uh, Planet of the Apes reboot. Mm. Um, Mm. So a quality filmmaker. And man, uh, I just love the tone of this film. It feels grittier in a different way than The Dark Knight. Um, we are getting multiple villains. Uh, we are getting Selina Kyle, uh, Batwoman or Catwoman. We are getting the Penguin. We are getting the Riddler. Now, I'm not sure if we're going to get anyone else in this. We've got Jim Gordon. Uh, it's going to be a unique movie, and it looks like, obviously, it looks like more, more like a year one, so similar to Christian Bale, but um, in a different tone. It seems like we're going to get more of a detective Batman. We saw a better look at his vehicle, which looks like a like a Camaro or a muscle car, which is kind of yeah, it was kind of
0: a little bit like a Ghost Rider scenario going
1: down almost. Yeah, and then we get that this we get a really iconic scene where Batman is taking out some um, some thugs who look like they're clown inspired. So I'm not sure if there's something to grab from there, but you just see the brutality which with he attacks them with, and he's scaring the poop out of these other thugs. Which is kind of his intent. He is one who likes to scare and inspire fear um, because that is a weapon he uses as a uh, dark crusader. Uh, And uh, I just like the tone. I like the way it looks. We got a better look at uh, the Riddler, which is definitely a different look than we ever did. He almost looks like he's in S&M gear, which is different.
0: I and subsequently I, I I scheduled well, I scheduled a social media post for uh, the group of uh, just a, a photo because the merch is already uh, knocking out and that riddler just just looks like a guy in a weirdo, like you said, SM. It's like the it's like a green version of the gimp suit. Didn't care for it. Just to, I mean, obviously, you know, they gotta do different things, but to take the Riddler out of his classic fancy green suit, I just I don't dig I don't dig on it. But may and that's Paul Dano doing that role. Maybe he's gonna bring something to it that is a little bit more menacing than Jim Carrey.
1: Yeah, and that's the that's the that's the the hard part, right? Charlie, you've got to do something a little different. Like uh, you know, we saw Heath Ledger play the Joker. He looked different. Um, uh, you know, we got Two-Face who looks completely horrific um in The Dark Knight. So, mm-hmm. we'll see what they do. I mean, I I don't think what we're seeing is everything. We saw
0: well, surely like not. Two
1: minutes? Yeah. Of a, I don't know how long this movie will be. If it's like playing into most superhero films these days, they're like two hours plus. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... Exactly. Uh, yeah, but Selena Kyle as Catwoman, she looks really good, and uh, we have uh, Andy Circus as a younger version of Alfred, probably the youngest version with Batman we've seen in a long time. So he right. could be very capable of something, kind of like the, the the Alfred from Gotham. So um, I'm all in for this. I mean, I, I'm going to be blown away. And we we saw the schedule of DC movies for next right. year. It's right. a killer, man. De-
0: definitely looking better than the slate of uh, of Marvel films for 2022, which is in jeopardy. Um, that was a late-breaking story. I don't know if we're really going to touch upon that.
1: Uh, we can we can probably throw that one at the end. Yeah,
0: yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. So that's about it. So yeah we we had a we had a behind the scenes for Shazam. We had a nice teaser for uh, Black. Well, Adam. let's let's
1: talk about let's let's yeah. no let's talk a little bit about these. So well, Shazam right, behind right. the scenes, well, because there is something with them. It's just not there. I mean, they are going deep into the gods. This one, they're mm-hmm. going to go there. Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu are in this. They play uh, basically goddesses. Uh, they're showing mythological beasts. Um, they're really uh, laying down that they're the 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 the, the shazam family Captain marvel family is going to be all in on this um so i and they talked about they've redone the suits they've got a bigger budget they can do bigger things because the first shazam was done kind of on a smaller budget and really pulled it off the 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 tone was really cool so um it was a surprise it was one of those highlights in dc's uh movies and i'm glad it's coming back so that one's coming yeah
0: uh, Black Adam. I'm, uh, and again, this was kind of a BTS because it was a teaser. But the cast that they got going for this, I mean, Pierce Brosnan is Doctor Fate. Uh, you have Hawkman. You have a lot, a lot of other nameish characters that I've heard out. those were the two that really stood out to me the most. That were that
1: were kind of really well known. Um, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah you they're going.
0: Of, yeah, you might know more. Of yeah,
1: her. they're going into the JSA. So, Adam yeah. Smasher is a character that grows and gets big. He's very strong. Uh, there was one character, Cyclone. Uh, I, I she's kind of a a, a B tier character. I, they really haven't used before, so it was oh, an, I, it was an <laughs> odd idea to bring her in versus some of the other right. characters that are a little more icon- iconic. But right. yeah, um, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of just voiceover. But what they did show with the footage that was finished this is a different type of movie. I mean, you've got right. black Adam who essentially was a leader of a country called conduct. Uh, and he did everything in his power to defend his people. Mm-hmm. And he essentially, his powers were removed from him by Zeus. Mm-hmm. He was hinted at in the last Shazam film. Right. And basically you, you see these explorers or mercenaries walk into this tunnel. They end up, unfortunately you see this, this, uh, uh crown, that when they come in, they actually reactivate some type of power that Oops. brings Black Adam in. And the first thing he does is he grabs a guy as they're shooting him. He actually catches one of the bullets, which I thought was that was really cool. Right. Grabs one of the guys, uses his electric, he's basically has electrical powers as well, and just turns the guy into a skeleton. It's that was very effective without saying a word.
0: My 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 yeah for sure I yeah and, and again bringing in Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, to rock this deal uh, he's he's a modern day Arnold Schwarzenegger for me who for me when I was a kid was every one of those movies was kind of must see you know I enjoyed them whether they were great whether they were terrible whether they were somewhere in the middle I just enj- I just enjoyed what he did so I have very uh, very I'm very excited for this one I wouldn't say I would say kind of looking at the slate. Uh, the thing that I'm the most excited about, I don't want to skip over the peacemaker, but I'll jump in at least talking about uh, the teaser for Flash, a Flashpoint. I don't know if they gave it a name. Uh, that's the one that jams for me because we're getting back very clearly getting back uh, Michael Keaton as the 1989 Batman. Or they certainly danced around it. We got mm-hmm. a lot. Of, we got a lot of quick cuts where we saw Ezra Miller, who was dressed kind of strangely in a jean jacket vest and dog
1: collar when he was in a- he's the weird dude that's all he's, i'll say he's, he's just a weird dude
0: and he was a little toxic with some kind of incident he had last year if i remember correctly but anyway yeah uh regardless yeah he's he's a little weird so i'm trying to trying to divorce the actor from the from the character uh because i thought he did a very quirky uh a very quirky barry allen in the justice league i i, I enjoyed the portrayal but yeah it it really looks like this movie, at least what we have seen from this trailer, is going to be about Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne Batman and uh, Barry Allen kind of going through the motions of Flashpoint where obviously Barry Allen's trying to save his mother's life, but much like the the what if that we saw recently with the doctor strange trying to save his love who dies it fractures reality and all this crazy stuff is happening which is why we end up with uh you know an older batman from a different movie franchise so yeah we're getting a serious hint of that 89 batmobile you know he's flipping the light switch to turn on the lights in the in the bat cave which would be an iconic reveal that they don't do because again you know sell the sizzle not the steak right you want to give us uh just enough to to keep us motivated so yeah i would say i mean yes the batman with rob bat bat and bat definitely that's the headline all that's headlines but um i i think the flash would be the second ex- second most exciting thing i think to come out of this which is again tied back to batman
1: yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much that is part of it, or if it's just like a little bit of it, and it's not the main piece. Flashpoint right. is all about the Flash once again trying to save his mother, which basically fractures reality. Um, and you did see multiple berries. I don't know if you saw that in in the, in the thing. So different berries from different time periods. We already had this uh, berry uh, crossover with the CW Flash. Right. So we do know that the 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 universe is. Are part of one bigger, you know, 52 worlds, and they all have a different flash and different things going on. So, very cool. Um, and yeah, Thomas Wayne was a big part of Flashpoint, who was mm. Bruce Wayne's father. Uh, he survived, Bruce did not. And he became more of a dark Batman, uh, more of a black and red suit, and used a gun. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. My, my, my. So cool.
0: Um, yeah. So, yeah, Peacemaker, Todd. This was the fun one. I like this. Uh, I, you saw this. Absolutely. Squad. You saw the Suicide Squad film, obviously. Uh, yes. We, talk, we talked about it here on the show. Uh, I saw it. I think I saw it twice because we went to go see it in the theater and then I watched the gun in HBO Max to get prepared. And yeah, Peacemaker is the, uh, he was a wild card of a character, comedic yet. Darkly patriotic, like trying to do the right thing, but still kind of being an asshole. Uh, and I, you know, John Cena is someone that I've kind of come to, and I don't do. It's funny because I was just talking about Dwayne Johnson. I don't do wrestling stuff, but I, I kind of enjoy him in the same way I enjoy, you know, Dwayne Johnson. He's just movies that he that he does are kind of fun, uh, and he's. It feels to me like he's done more comedic stuff. Like he's done, you know, he did a movie with Amy Schumer when she was big, which she's not anymore. And uh, he did the the stepdad or stepdaddy or stepdaddy, whatever that thing is, with Mark Wahlberg. And he's done, he was in one of the Fast and Furious movies because hasn't everybody been in one of those? I think I was in one of those. I don't even remember. I don't know. Wasn't I in the, Todd, was I in the sixth one? Wasn't I a guy on the? You were in
1: the prequel that was never released.
0: Oh, I think I got ran over by a car in that one. My life was a quarter mile at a time.
1: Little Fury. It was called Little Furious. <laughs> little, li,
0: li, no, not Little Lil. Little, little Furious. So Little this, Furious. This, yes. This this looks like fun. Obviously, we know that Peacemaker survive. Sorry, uh, and then he, you know, he goes on to uh, become basically a one man Suicide Squad merc as he's hired by some mysterious major domo. you also get to meet his dad who is robert patrick who thinks he's a total you know thinks his son is a total disappointment so um it just looks like a romp you know like it's going to be fun that's going to be on hbo max later this year if i'm not mistaken
1: yeah and it was an interesting character to do the spinoff of which was kind of fun and you know spoilers if you watch the movie but you know this is a character we didn't to expect to come back but we right. knew that this spinoff was happening so it was like okay it's kind of hard to hide something like this but right. yeah a lot of fun he gets hugged by a bald eagle i mean uh you got a character another character named vigilante which he's he, he is known for his suit that looks like he's going out to ski <laughs> um but he's a killer as well um yeah he's so it's sh-
0: he's a killer skier
1: yeah, Absolutely. So I'm hoping they put a lot of B tier and C tier villains in this just for fun. Uh, just just kill them because you know what? That's what it's all about. Kill a lot of these villains that are in the who's who guide. Pick out copy volume three D and look at it and go, oh, OK, that guy
0: kill him. Yes, Ex- exactly. Correct. Well, uh, let's see here. We could uh, we could keep expounding about D.C. Fandom, but
1: uh, I would say, well,
0: yes, yes, the, the yes, the Aquaman BTS, which we skimmed.
1: Yeah, so not much there. I would say there's not much to talk about that, but they did show that as well. Um, They did show some new storylines and comics, which are pretty cool. Wonder Woman's getting an event since, her first event since 1990.
0: I'm going to have to go, and that is coming out this week. Uh, I'm going to have to, whoops, that made my watch go off. I'm going to have to go pick one of those up from Randa. She's a huge fan. I'm still trying to get her into reading comics, so I'm going to get her this one. It's 100 pages. 100 pages what, 10 bucks? I'll put it on her bill.
1: (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, so... uh, Yeah. Milestone has uh, an event. We're getting a uh, they're also getting an animated uh, movie, which is kind of cool with Milestone, those characters that are the Black Heritage creators that created those characters. So very cool. Lots of neat stuff. Uh, the TV series, um, a lot of renewals, um, which is kind of cool as well. So lots of cool stuff coming there. And the last one, Charlie, that I thought was a cool announcement. Superman's motto, Charlie, what is it?
0: Uh, up, up and away. Um, truth, justice, in the American way. I'm just, I'm spitballing here. I'm not looking. Correct.
1: You would be correct with the last one. Up, oh, okay. up and away. Faster than speeding bullet. He has quite a few. Right. The Man of Steel. Right. Lots of of things. Um, they have made a change. Uh, that slogan started from the 40s, basically as part of radio serials, not part in the comics. It was part of the radio serials where Truth, Justice, in the American way. Well, in the 40s, what was happening, Charlie? A lot of communism, mm-hmm. a lot of Nazism. Uh, well, communism came later, but Nazism, a lot of uh, being proud of America and protecting America, uh, isolationism, really. So they they don this truth, justice, and Amer- American way. It's finally going away. They've got a new model for Superman, and I love it. Truth, justice, and a better tomorrow.
0: Right, which is very Star Trekky, you know? That is what that series is about. Looking forward to the future of humanity. Tomorrow's always going to be a better day. There's other things beyond. So yeah, truth, justice in the American way. Well, that would that would make some red hats unhappy. But we don't
1: need to talk about that. Well, he's he's he protects all Earth, not just America. Well, right. Uh, he's exactly. a citizen of Earth. Yeah. He's a, he's a citizen of Earth. Exactly. Even though, but he's a naturalized citizen of Earth
0: because he's an alien. So yeah, that is that is really and the, boy, that's that's a gorgeous picture of Superman too. It is very very I like cool that. picture. Who is, is this Richard? Uh, Trenholm is he the artist
1: Uh, I do not know Um, but I'm sure we can dig that up Um, but you know this is and he was also known as the man of tomorrow so it all goes together if anybody this is probably a Fox News article already and I would just say guys let it go let it go he is a
0: a character that
1: was created by Jewish men uh, yeah that you know were victimized Uh, by you know nationalism
0: Exactly correct. So that that's pretty super cool. What's not super cool, or maybe it is, is we have a very confusing title for the fifth installment of Scream, which is called Scream. So, yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, this is kind of the thing now, right, Charlie? I mean, right. you want to really essentially reboot something. You rarely ever say, like, Scream... Parenthetical something or colon something. Part
0: part something was the the, the, kind of the lay motif the way it was in the past. However, we're going to talk in the Thunderdome about Halloween, which was interesting because there was a movie in 1978. There was a string of sequels which wended its way to all this different stuff. All of that was thrown out when Halloween. Again, came out in twenty eighteen. It was just called Halloween again.
1: Ha- Halloween twenty eighteen. It was a forty. <laughs> it wasn't called Halloween again. <laughs>
0: Hall- ha- Halloween ha- Halloweener. But yeah, I mean, those other Halloween movies uh, had all these different plot points, and there and there was even a reboot of that by Rob Zombie. I think the early mm-hmm. early aughts. Uh, yeah. It was all just absolutely thrown in the bin. Uh, where this is just this is a continuation. You've got uh, you've got Nev Campbell back as Sydney. Uh, you've got Courtney Cox. Her face scares me uh, back as uh, was it Gail, 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 Weathers. Gail, I was going to call her Gail,
1: Gail Weathers. Yes,
0: Gail, Gail Huggins. And then Dewey, who is uh, the other guy, co- isn't he? Oh, God. David Arquette. Arquette. He's an Arquette. And he Arquette. was
1: married Arquette. to Courtney Cox.
0: Right. But no longer. So you got those three original characters back. Uh, well, excuse me, three and a half characters, like I said, because uh, Courtney Cox's new face is a th- uh, third char- is a fourth character. Oh, you've been jammed. I'm sorry. Sorry, Courtney Cox. I know. Don't come after me. Don't
1: don't Charlie be nice. Don't
0: don't send Bruce Springsteen after me, please.
1: We do not look the same as we used to. I know. That's all I will say. Yes. Let's be kind.
0: And I'm super okay with. She's
1: probably like she's got to be in her mid 50s. So, I mean, you know what? Not bad for someone in their mid fifties. because she was that. in Dancing in the Dark video, Charlie. Remember I, that?
0: I, well, I I will remember because I just said it
1: in um. <laughs> the He Man movie. How about that one? Oh, that's
0: right, with Robert Duncan McNeil, who also looks his age, very much looks yes. his age if you see him. So, exactly. So, so anyway, nothing nothing earth shattering about this film, but you know, again, what's earth shattering about a horror film? There's there's slashing. There's you know, uh, I I'm trying to remember the, in the original Scream film the. The killer was two guys. It was Matthew Lillard, and it was one of the Phoenixes, wasn't it?
1: No, it was uh, oh, Skeet, Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich, yeah, it was an Ulrich. Who looked like it was like Johnny Depp's, like...
0: Johnny, or, Depp's, Johnny Depp's under understudy?
1: <laughs> yeah, he tried to sound like uh, Christian... Uh, Christian I was, Slater. Yeah, right. Exactly. Who was trying to sound like Jack
0: Nicholson. So do
1: that. Yeah. So it was like it was like a weird. He looked like Johnny Depp, but sounded like Christian Slater. Right. Who knew? Uh, right. But yeah, I you know, this is an odd one. Yeah. To your point, because they did have four, which which felt like the next class. Um, right. They brought in younger kids again. And then this and is they, again. They, yeah. The
0: fourth one was filmed in Michigan back when we had the tax. Boy, that was 10 years ago when we had the tax credit. Um, so they filmed. they filmed it in Metro Detroit, as I recall.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, and we're getting to the point now where the first scream, I don't think cell phones were really a thing when we were in college. So that, I remember when that movie launched. So now you're in the, the, the modern era, like that we saw on the trailer, like there was, um, you know, just, there was an app to lock and unlock her house. She kept on trying to hit it. And I'm like, man, technology is going to screw us over, isn't it? Right. Oh, <laughs>
0: we're all in so much trouble. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad news, man. It's the heat sad.
1: is on, though, man. Uh, horror is hot. It's making tons of money. So why not? Why not? Indeed. So, well, cool.
0: Uh And again, it has a January release. Which, again, you and I were talking last week. It's like, why can't they? You know, why? Why are these all in January? there I mean, it could be this. You know, there's only four, four Fridays, or yeah. sometimes the occasional fifth in October. So you know i don't they, they got you know they, they probably got to slug it out you know because they don't they don't really want overloaded because you know how it is with the movies if you don't hit it in the first week your chance of making any money past that first week is is pretty is pretty rare uh, or, or having like this giant like word of mouth comeback, which is not going to happen for a horror movie, I'll bet. So,
1: yeah. um I'm well, I'm happy though with a new movie in January versus like nothing coming out until uh, yeah, like March. Until, well, yeah. yeah,
0: February, March when you get a Marvel movie uh, typically. Speaking of Marvel movies, and this is the upside of Marvel news today because baby, is there a downside? But we're getting actor Will Poulter who is in. Uh, we're the Millers when he had a prosthetic wiener when you see he got stung by bees. That, that's all I'll remember of the guy. I'm
1: I skipped that one, so I will but, skip it again.
0: Well, which is what I, I, I'm imagining it was prosthetic. It was very Dirk Diggler. But anyway, yeah, uh, The Maze Runner, which I unfortunately did skip. And uh, Midsummer, which uh, Rich has told us about, is like, oh, my God, you got to see it. It's so crazy. And it's this like weird summertime pagan sacrifice movie. So anyway. Yeah, it
1: was like a pseudo sequel to The Wicker Man, apparently.
0: Oh yeah, it does sound like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. So at, he's, he's been cast as Adam Warlock, which was really leaned on in the post credit scenes of uh, Guardians Volume Two, um, and is a is a classic character in the um, in the pantheon of cosmic Marvel. Played very big in the Infinity Gauntlet series in the early nineties, which is what brought uh, Thanos back, and obviously gave us the Infinity Gauntlet, which gave us the films. Um, so this is pretty sweet. Um, I like this. This is one of the few... Mar- is this like one of like two Marvel movies we're getting next year? Or everything got reshuffled around because that was... And again, we don't have a link to it, but um, there was big breaking news that a bunch of Marvel films were getting shoved. And maybe, maybe we ought to find the link while we're talking about it. Well,
1: that's what I'm doing right now as you describe what? who uh, Adam Warlock is.
0: Yes, exactly. So yeah, Adam Warlock is... Oh God, now you're going to put me to the test. Well, Adam Warlock was being grown in a pod. He's a pod person. Uh, at least in the parlance of the MCU, um, but yeah, he was uh, being developed by the Sovereign, the Golden People that the the you know that basically the Guardians screwed over uh, in the film by sealing their their was it was that their uh, arbullary batteries or something that is not what they're called. Um, so they went after him with all the little video game pods and stuff, and it didn't work out. And they tried to attack him inside the Ego's brain, and it was a whole thing. Um. Okay. So I've tried to fluff the audience for a minute. Did you get me that link yet?
1: Yeah. Wasn't he called him as well? Maybe so. That was his name before he was Adam Warlock. Essentially, he was reborn, and that's where he and he is part of the Soul Stone, I believe. Like that is the soul of the soul stone. Yeah, it's a very weird concept, but he's okay. very powerful. And yeah, he was part of that uh, infinity, uh, you know, along with what Pip, the weird troll and yes. and before well, Drax looked like Drax. <laughs>
0: right. You know, and I read in reading the Infinity Gauntlet, which I did like a couple, three years ago, because we were going to talk about it. There was a scene in that first issue where three random people died in a car crash and then the spirit of Thanos, Pip the troll and. I think Gamora inhabited the bodies of these three rednecks, and then they came back to life. It was a whole thing.
1: Very so, strange. It was yes. a
0: whole weird thing. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. Okay, so, so I yes.
1: have the link, Charlie. So I have yeah. the link up, and I will tell you that yes, Marvel today announced, uh, and actually Disney itself uh, yeah. released yeah. a bunch of new release dates, which is very odd. Right. Uh, but at this point, uh, Doctor Strange is delayed until May sixth. 2022 okay. Thor love and thunder is out to July 8th. Uh, black Panther is November 11th. Wow. So that is okay. only three Marvel movies in 2022, uh, where originally we were going to get four. Uh, right. the one that is pushed out is Marvel's. So the next okay. captain Marvel movie is coming out February 17th. Oh,
0: that's, you see, that is, um, that's a very early Marvel day because March, yeah, mar- no, well, that's not true black panther came out in Fe- did it come out in february it was a
1: february movie yeah okay. yeah so this is yep. part of that
0: but yeah we got ant-man the uh, the quantum mania not starring the who uh coming uh going from february to july an untitled marvel film for july went poof an untitled marvel film for october went poof
1: i'm gonna guess that's blade what do you think and, an october marvel movie
0: uh, a november movie uh got moved from november to november um, and then Indiana Jones, uh, which is also a Disney slash Paramount slash Lucasfilm, whatever the hell you want to call it, delayed 11 months. Let's hope, and again, I love you, Harrison Ford, but let's hope that they just go ahead and film it and then, God forbid, Harrison Ford gets into some other horrific accident that we actually get to see this film. Um, because, oh my goodness, it's just, and so I, I posted a link to this effect and um, and uh, I think it was one of our frequent uh, contributors at SFU Mandalorian uh, commented that there was a writer strike that could be affecting this. And I don't know if that's alluded.
1: Well, there's a uh, crew strike. So it's basically a union oh, okay. strike oh, that they're the gotcha. ones that do all the heavy moving, the labor and stuff. And they were supposed to to uh, they thought they had it solved and it's still going back. But, yeah, the writer strike of the really, I think that's not happening anymore.
0: OK, gotcha. So, you know what? We'll all be fine uh you know we still have um all the mcu television programming does not seem to be affected we're all enjoying that and again you can go back and watch all the other movies
1: which is what most people do anyway if your name is not todd extra well i i would lie charlie that that strike would hit all filmed media so Whoa. it would impact tv as well so Whoa. yeah that could be the next axe that drops
0: uh-oh, well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. So anyway, you know what? Uh, we'll all ostensibly still be here, uh, hopefully. Uh, so, you know, uh, practice good health, and uh, then you can uh, be around to see all the next Marvel Productions.
1: So, Absolutely.
0: thinking of looking at things that might have gotten the Axe and this one, this is a bummer, and I, I told my wife this, I think right before we watched the show this morning because it's a Monday show. Uh, FX on Hulu, which is apparently a thing now, because nobody has cable, uh, has decided not to renew Why the Last Man for a second season. And I don't know. I think we're on episode seven or eight. I don't know how many episodes it has. They Um, said
1: there was going to be three more, so I think ten.
0: Okay, gotcha, okay. Uh, You didn't watch this week, I assume, because it's just...
1: No, I'm a little behind, but I've watched the first two. Well, I've watched the first first two, two. and I'm like... I. I watched the first two. I'm watching more. I like the word it ended because yeah. I'm like, that's that's different than the actual comics. So I'm like, that's, oh, that's cool. That, oh, yeah.
0: that, that, that is super cool. But anyway, I'm enjoying the show. I mean, we've talked about it before. Obviously, great concept. Uh, every living thing on Earth with a Y chromosome dies, with the exception of a guy and his monkey, which is not a euphemism. <laughs> but it's 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 cool, and it's uh, oh my god, you know, if anybody ever told you that the problem on Earth is men. The problem on earth is people because the women left behind, some of them are not so great. Uh, I will simply tell you this as the show progresses, that it gets pretty nasty. Uh, Missy Pyle, actress Missy Pyle comes on as a character named Roxanne. She's not a very nice lady. So you will see, think about the governor from The Walking Dead.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yes.
0: Very similar.
1: Um, Yeah. You get, yeah. Charlie, I would say if you don't get extra seasons, it's an excellent story. I would read okay. the comic. Okay. It's only it's it's a it's 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 set. It's same creators, same illustrators. Seventy five issues, beginning and end story. It's fantastic. It's it's not like the Walking Dead where it goes on way too long for some yeah day.
0: well that's yeah the, the show and I think right. it's so, on
1: yeah. DC Universe Infinite if okay. not it may be on Comixology one or two. I'll I'll yeah. find it for you.
0: I, I might dig it. You know 75 issues is if you get on a tear and you're reading on a rate. that's it doesn't take that long.
1: Yeah there's um, storylines like in a trade. I mean it's just like you have this yeah. like this story is eight issues, this story is X
0: yeah, yeah. yeah basically the story arc. So anyway we're really enjoying the show uh and again FX Uh, gave it a whack. And I don't know if they really say blah, blah. Why? I don't know. if No,
1: I think they're going to try to shop it around. uh, And it's very weird. And and I know Disney is trying to. This is a Disney-owned thing. So, um, yeah. So it's very weird. I wish this would have just gone to Hulu specifically because FX is a weird network where I don't know who watches cable anymore uh, to get it. yeah, Yeah,
0: that was my, you know, Todd, you know who watches cable? All your friends on the Cord Cutter website. That's
1: you. Yeah, that that website is getting or that website. No, that Facebook group is getting very weird. Facebook groups are just getting weird. So, yeah, yeah,
0: it's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, let's all say let's all send our thoughts and prayers, as we say on Facebook, uh, to why the next man, the, the next man, the last man uh, getting getting saved. Because I would like to see the show come back absolutely. Amazon,
1: oh you're our only hope. They you saved a it. lot of shows. Save this one, too.
0: I uh, know. Well, what I'm hoping for next is that uh, we do not get the, uh, the, the Uber X rates when we call an Uber uh, to get us to our next destination. That would be the Geek Easy, where we can enjoy a beverage and talk about things we are enjoying this week. So let me pull out my phone, punch it on up, and let's get out of here. Talk nerdy to me.
1: Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy. The cover band's playing. Drinks are poured and we are ready to get our nerd on. So Charlie, a series that I said I would finally watch and I still haven't. But my ra- local radio station talks about uh, they do recaps of a lot of TV series and stuff. Oh. And they were talking about this. Oh, no. they just he called it um cuz he's the, the, the main guy, he his name's Jason. He does a syndicated talk show. It's called the Jason yeah. Show. From here oh. it's a Fox syndicated show. It's very funny, pop culture stuff. He he, he dubbed this one My Gay Babies.
0: Because the apparently there's a lot well, of babies actually, in this gay, show. Gabies sounds like scabies. I'm gay enjoying gay alien babies, alien babies, <laughs> babies. Um yes. I'm enjoying this season of American horror story, uh, which April and I've watched it from the beginning. It's this is season 10. Maybe mm-hmm. we did. Maybe we did. I don't know because we haven't been together that long, so I guess we haven't watched it together from the beginning. But pretty close. Um, but uh, yeah, they did something weird. They had kind of the weird pseudo vampire arc. Was the first? It, it was you know I've talked about it already on the show. It was set in like a little sleepy New England town in the wintertime. Blah blah. It was very much like Stephen King's Shining. Blah blah blah. So anyway, the um, that ended after six or seven episodes, and now we're into the back half, as it were, of. Um, of season 10 of American Horror Story where it's about friggin' aliens. Well, you know, it starts in, um, it starts, God, excuse me, kind of the early 1940s, uh, you know, out in New Mexico and a ship shows up and it, it, what the aliens do in this case is they inhabit a humanoid body in Earth. order to communicate with other humanoids. And then when they're done with that body, they might let it go or they might make the head explode. That happens a lot. In this. Like, do they die when they do that? No, they, they 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 piece out of that body and the head blows up.
1: Oh, that's their exit yeah. plan. <laughs> that,
0: well, but it, it's not it's not a requirement because one of the main characters mm. of the season, and again, the season is told in present time, and then it's told in the late forties, uh, in the nineteen fifties, and then in the nineteen sixties, uh, and the through the through character in the um in the the flashbacks uh, or the past set. Is um is I is Ike Eisenhower played by my what I get more and more people tell me it look like played by Neil McDonough, who is apparently my uh. celebrity my celebrity doppelganger. Sure. Um, so I am all about that. I have a new appreciation for Ike Eisenhower because he goes through a lot. Um and they also have they also have Dick Nixon as a character we, he's he's a total he's a total dick too, so it's it's very apt. Uh, but no, you get uh, you, you get uh, you get Ike, you get uh, Mamie, who is played by Sarah Paulson, who's one of the regular cast members. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nixon, uh, you get uh, Jack Kennedy, you get Marilyn Monroe. So it's just it has this through line about the aliens and this deal that they set up. And then we jump forward to the part that you were referring to, the gay babies uh, you have, uh, you know, in. Modern day, you know, summer break in California. You have uh, a quartet of friends, a gay couple, male. Uh, you have two women uh, who are not a couple uh, that are just on break, and they're like, "Let's go out and hang out in the desert or whatever, and we'll have a sleepover and do drugs and have fun." And then they get abducted by aliens, and then they wake up in a compound with other human beings. Don't know why they're there, but they're also, but but also our four characters are pregnant, including. The, the gay characters, um, and I'm just not going to spoil anymore. It goes totally crazy from there. So, Todd, yes, gay babies, go watch that shit because it's um, it's highly entertaining. It's incredibly gory. Lots of exploding heads. Uh, you've got uh, you've got a robot sex machine, uh, and uh, there's just a lot
1: of different shit going on. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just don't even know what to say. anymore. you you've, you've you've covered so many topics, Charlie. I'm like, well, oh, and, and where does this I'm, show going? <laughs> it's me coming back to sell the sizzle, but not the steak. Whoops! I lost. Man, my, I keep. Losing oh my man, guy. oh man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I swear, this is show is like for every good season. There's like two seasons. Just like, what are they thinking? But
0: I, th- this is very much a what are they thinking kind of season. I will give you that. Got message. it. But uh, we're enjoying it. But yeah, is there an end game in sight? Probably not. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 definitely nutty. So secondly, and we didn't even get to talk about this on Code 47 this week because I welcomed a temporary co-host. That would be Paul Motterman, uh, who is a cohort of Riches. Rich is on vacation. Um, but because Paul has not been watching Lower Decks, we just kind of dropped it. Um, so even though I did watch it, uh, and Paul and I had a great episode. I encourage you to tune in. Uh, we, Paul pioneered kind of uh, an idea for a segment called Charlie, the Star Trek Sherpa, where I gave him two great episodes of either Voyager or Deep Space Nine, of which he has a very passing familiarity. I gave him two great ones and one really bad one. And then I just let him talk and ask me questions and give his thoughts. And Paul is a very thoughtful, smart guy. He is just he's a wonderful podcaster. Love working with him. So please tune into the episode. Is that like
1: Russian roulette? I'm giving you three episodes. One will kill you. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, I think he's. I, you know, I haven't heard from him today, but I think he's still alive. But now you're making me think I should give him a call because I'm scared. I hope I didn't it's like kill. The ri-
1: it's like the ring, or maybe you know, if you, you yeah, know, right. the cursed Star Trek episode.
0: Seven days after. So, but anyway, the season two finale of Lower Decks. This has been a really lopsided season, and Todd, I know you've not been. Wa- have you not been watching it all? You kind of dumped it. You didn't get a-
1: I'm not even done with the first season.
0: Yeah. I mean, the first season I found enjoyable. The second season, which was broken down by Rich uh, and Aaron and myself over on Code 47 week by week has really been all over the place. It's really gone from Star Trek, we're having fun and there's some Easter eggs into Star Trek, but it's family guy crossed with Rick and Morty, which is ironic because it's the Rick and Morty guy and it's just not really been hitting the notes. This final episode was kind of interesting. They took, uh, I, I think they took a break from the awfulness uh, of like, you know, naked holodeck programs, which was something a couple of episodes back. Uh, and just put a nice spin on uh, actual character development. So, the, you know, there's the development between uh, the captain and Beckett Mariner, who's her daughter, and how they fight. And this had something to do with some resolution around that. Uh, and then f- uh, fishing in some ongoing plot lines with the packlets which were a throwaway race from um, from TNG that really didn't need to be brought back. You know, it was a capper to a season that hasn't been so stellar, but it did end on a worthy cliffhanger, which I mean, I guess the first season kind of did too, but this was a little bit, a little bit higher stakes. So I enjoyed it, Todd, but it, would I tell you honestly, keep watching it? Probably not. You know, as, as someone who's a quasi casual Star Trek fan, I think that you could probably find things you would enjoy watching more than this
1: be honest with the shame i mean I, I they probably could have gone a little bit more futurama or yeah. uh, simpsons it, it, versus like the right. hard edgy stuff
0: right it, it could have been fun humor instead of gross out humor and they, they went with a lot of gross out humor so it was it was an o- it was an okay episode in a bad season um but i'm kind of glad it's over and in just 10 days time we're getting a new show, which is another animated program geared towards kids called Star Trek Prodigy, uh, which I'm really looking forward uh, to talking about. I'll be t- actually talking about it here because I'll still be on with Paul. And again, I don't. Paul and I have this this four episode stint where we're not touching that. So I will be bringing that news to you right here. A little Star Trek extra.
1: I will check that one out because um, it just seems like that one has a lot of. Promise to do something different right. because I, it looks I, to be very different.
0: I agree. So anyway, so that's it for me. What do you got going on?
1: Yeah, going to animation again. I I, I saw this uh, announced. And I'm like, this could be interesting. And that's Aquaman, King of Atlantis. It's on HBO Max. This one is a goofy take on Aquaman. Um, kind of pseudo related to the Aquaman movie. Uh, we start open with uh, Aquaman they just refer to him as Aquaman. I don't want to say like Arthur. So it's just Aquaman, King oh, Aquaman God. is what they call him. And it's kind of goofy. Thomas Lennon is, plays Volko, the, the, uh, basically the advisor. It's kind of goofy. The, the, the
0: flunky, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, kind of
1: goofy. Ocean Master just shows up again and goes, I want to do trial by combat. And Aquaman's like, do I have to? Is this how it goes? I kind of want to. He goes, okay, uh, Ocean Master is king. And Lennon's like, what? And he hits him over this try and he's like, "Aquaman is king of it. Just kind of goofy, just really goofy. Definitely so appropriate for kids. Yeah, it's anime. so yeah, it's it feels creepy. like a, like Adventure Time, kind of like okay. a cartoon, like like Cartoon Network type of thing, where it's just yeah. goofy and weird. The animation style is a little bit off. Aquaman doesn't really look like the Aquaman, you know, but he has elements of Aquaman. Um, but definitely feels more lighthearted and kiddie friendly, which. I just was not digging it that much. I'm like, I'm waiting for the hook. I'm waiting for something funny to happen. And like I said, there were some things that were goofy little jokes, but I liked my favorite take uh, animated take on Aquaman is still Batman, the brave and the bold, the Aquaman in there was so bombastic and he sung, and he's, I just love that take. And I thought that was going to be more of this and it doesn't feel that way. It kind of, the voice of Aquaman sounded kind of like, um, Oh, I'm going to blank on his name. Uh, not Ron Burgundy. Um, Ron from the office. Um, Ron. I'm Ron Swanson.
0: Oh, that's Perks and Rack.
1: Yes. Oh, sorry, not the Nick office. Ha- yes. Nick, Nick yeah. Offerman. Nick Offerman. Offerman. Yeah, Ron Swanson. But yeah, he kind I kind of sounded like that, but not exactly. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, because Nick Offerman does a lot of voice yeah. acting. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So but yeah, it's 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 this said, like book one. So I'm not sure how. And it was forty five minutes too. that was like an odd length for an animated like show. It, it should be it, like twenty uh, minutes.
0: well I was gonna, was it was it a um was it a one and done? was it like a special
1: or was it I don't think so. The way they said like the way they introduced it, it said like chapter one or book oh, one so
0: it's like um, I
1: don't know I think so. yeah. so I don't know who it's really for, but the tone made me feel it's more for kids, kind of that goofy yeah. cartoon network humor I um it. yeah. Um, so check it out if you want. It's on HBO Max. Um, it's there. Um, your son might like it. I don't know. It's just that weird, like, there's a weird age I'll, group, and he might I'll, like it.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll toss it at him. He's here this weekend, so we'll give it a stab.
1: Perfect. Um, So the thing, though, that I, I thought was interesting, and I almost this was almost a pick for uh, our uh, Shocktober, Charlie, is a movie called Black Sunday. It's from 1960. It is considered one of the Italian horror classics, uh, and the director... Um, I'm looking for his name is, oh, he's a very famous, uh, director. Oh,
0: we all, is that Roman Polanski?
1: No, 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 not Italian. Uh, oh, I'm going to find his name really quick. Um, I'm going to blank on it. Mario Bava is the name of the,
0: uh. Yes, rolls off the tongue. Got it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And this was a very unique film. It, It definitely, it almost felt like an MST three K type of movie you'd watch with it. Cause that's kind of how we did this. We were invited over to friends. Chris has introduced me to some new friends from her writer groups and just really wonderful people, both authors. They had a bunch of people over at their house. They're big geeks. They actually had a projector. We were going to watch the movie outside, um, but it was going to rain. So then we came inside just all their friends were having fun. They dressed up in costumes. We all just had a good time and we all treated this kind of like MST three K. We made goofy comments about it. Um, but just definitely a weird movie set like in 1800s where these uh, gentlemen are traversing the countryside for a weird country, Monrovia, I think was the name of the country, which probably doesn't exist. And they stumble upon a cemetery. Somebody gets pricked by blood and they basically oh. resurrect a witch who the hijinks just ensue from there. It's a really odd movie, fun, but either, like the main woman looks like like a sexy version of Marianne from Gilligan's Island uh there's like zombies kind of but not really it's weird but it was goofy fun so if you're looking for something a little bit on the lighter side of horror that's more of a has that aesthetic of like that nice really cool hammer house effect check out black sunday it's also called i think called the death mask uh but yeah it's and you can see the people it's dubbed so it, it just really just comes off as really hokey my, my, my! I will
0: uh, take your word for it. That is, you know, after the Wicker Man, I'm I'm cautious.
1: <laughs> going back, there was no I'm, there was no singing numbers, Charlie, in this one. At uh, least.
0: I'm cautious going back to some of these weird movies. I don't know, man. Uh, but anyway, all right, we'll bring in that to a close. Speaking of things that we're going to have a lot of feelings about, we're going to move on to the Thunderdome uh, to face the mutants down one by one in the land down to give them a topic to be amused. So, let's get on that budget plane. Let's get on that JetBlue flight to Australia and get on down
1: to the Thunderdome. Welcome
0: to another edition of
1: Thunderdome! We're sitting in the Thunderdome, where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week... Oh, I didn't say thank you, Tina. I'll do that right now. Thank you, Tina.
0: She knows. And uh, as far as to be entertained, I think that might be beyond our ability to satisfy their requirement this week. Because, Todd, what are we talking about this week?
1: Well, we are talking about uh, the sequel to Halloween 2018. Halloween Kills, uh, I believe this movie was designed to come out in 2021. I can't remember. COVID times are weird. Uh, but this movie did come out uh, last Friday. Uh, also launched in theaters and on Peacock Plus, the Premium, whatever you want to call it.
0: Peacock Baby? It's, it's yeah. P-Cork, it's Peacock Jenna Baloney.
1: Yes. So yeah, this was essentially a direct sequel to that last movie. Takes place like a second after that last movie right. ends.
0: It, it, it's it, it's one big mash of a movie, frankly
1: yes uh and we this was directed by the same director okay danny mcbride so it looks like the same team scott teams danny mcbride again the, was involved with this
0: and that's danny mcbride the actor i'm assuming or potentially
1: yeah so he does a lot of like writing and and like producing too so okay. uh not uncommon but the cast was you know jamie lee curtis a, uh judy greer Annie Metichak, will Patton, right. thomas same, Mann, same anthony michael hall New surprise character. you know that was right. kind of nice kyle richards nancy stevens charles cyphers and the cool part was a lot of these characters were based on characters from the previous Halloween films, right, which okay, is funny. Yeah. yeah. Or, or the original Halloween film, I should say. Right.
0: Film. Cause again, as I mentioned, we were talking a little bit earlier. Uh, Halloween is one, again, the film came out in 1978. Uh, there was a, there were a multitude of sequels, including a relaunch, a complete reboot, uh, that happened in the forties or in between, literally all of it tossed in the bin. Uh, so that uh, the Halloween 2018 film was the sequel, making this then the third film. Uh, but as we had mentioned, it's so it's so contiguous with the first film that it's really one it's it's really one narrative through way. It's one evening, uh, pretty much uh, from one to the next. So uh, you know, I'll read this recap and then we can just go apeshit uh, moments uh, after the burning in the basement. The end of the third film. Laurie Strode or Dottie Carrot, her daughter. Karen, oh, Karen, and her granddaughter Allison are driven to the hospital while they see firefighters rushing to stop the fire in the basement in which Michael Myers is trapped, much to the trio's horror. At the house, one of the firefighters falls into the basement where he is killed brutally by Michael, huge surprise, who's not dead, uh, who steals his axe and kills the others and leaves
1: the burning house. That was in the trailer, too, so it's not even a spoiler, but there, yeah. but there will be spoilers, folks, for going forward with this movie. So Clearly. if you saw yeah. it, if you didn't, watch it on Peacock Premium PeacockPremiumPlusAdvanced.com uh, uh, and then come back and uh, listen to the rest.
0: Exactly correct. So we'll leave a pause. Okay, we're back from the pause. Todd, where do we even get started with this deal?
1: Yeah, this was a weird mix of a movie. So, like we said, it does continue, but then as soon as we get our main characters back to the hospital to be, you know, cared for, we're then moved over to a bar where we essentially are uh, introduced to a lot of characters, which was a very weird introduction. They're all like at a bar. There's karaoke and things, and then Michael Anthony Hall gets up like he's gonna sing karaoke, and he says, "Um, just want to tell everyone to remember the victims of Michael Myers." So I'm like, this is like a weird like.
0: Right. Reunion of, of and, victims. And, and the thing is, people are really, really riveted by what this guy is saying. You know what I mean? So, yeah, in a bar where just prior to that, there was, you know, a, my wife and I are trying to watch Talent Show. Can you guys keep it down? Like everything from the jump in this was very George Lucas level of dialogue where it's just like people don't act or talk like this. They spent the whole movie saying, you know, chanting like evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight, and chanting, and, and and just oh my god, it just nothing felt n- like relatable in this. It was a lack of relatability, to be perfectly honest with you. And yes, in the in the in the human characters, which was ostensibly supposed to be everyone except for Michael, because that is how the film ends, is simply revealed that Michael is is the he's the embodiment of evil uh, immortal you can't, can't you be can't, killed you can't be killed by conventional means and yeah so that's the that's the capper to the film um but even the people within the film uh led obviously by anthony michael hall who looks he looks okay he's in his 50s he looks like a 50 year old guy um and again a lot of the supporting cast are uh, the you know older versions of the kids that you saw in the first film. So, you know, who have, a, have been aged up 40 years, mm-hmm. not, the same, not the same actors, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, again, nobody can, I don't know to say, because Anthony Michael Hall is is an actor who's done a lot of different stuff. I don't know if he's great or he's not great. So I don't even really have a, um, an opinion on that. And there weren't any other actors in this that that really jumped out. I mean will Patton was in it. he was the sheriff, but he was mostly in a hospital bed because he was you know gr- he was mortally wounded in the in the in the first part of this uh in the twenty eighteen film uh and then of course, uh you have Jamie Lee Curtis who's just just chewing scenery the whole time, just saying things like you and you and your daughter should not have to run from the I was like stuffy, just yeah. She's just it, scream. it, it, she screams all her dialogue. She she it, it's dialogue screaming Um and it's not. And it again, felt.
1: It's yeah, it just, just it felt like it was it like I said, it, this is the same creative team who brought the last one together and it feels like a completely different. It's like the B tier of the the sequel that you got made on a shoestring budget. Right. Um, it, it, yeah. It, like it, different it, director yeah. actors who had nothing going on. So, hey, I need a paycheck. Right. Um yeah and the last movie was huge
0: yeah and it just really seems like and again we'll go on to talk about this um but uh you're right this really it seems like it really belongs on peacock which is where it ended up it should definitely this is like a it's like a it's like it should be a direct-to-video on the usa network it's that low you're right it's like uh uh, like all those directed video sequels of the Lion King or the Little Mermaid over at Disney, you know what I mean? Like, no, it's not going to get it. Sh- it's not going to get a theatrical release. It's not going to be the same people. But we're keeping the story going to see if we can't hook somebody. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, keep um, the franchise alive. But I mean that—that's that, the thing that was weird because the last movie did very well, so I would think they would build upon it. And and I, that's where I'm. Tr- I'm just befuddled because the characters didn't, like you said, Charlie. They just seemed off. Uh, they seemed unrealistic uh i mean and even like the deaths didn't seem that interesting there was just nothing that stood out that was like wow that really stood apart and i was thinking about like that one group that we met at the bar and then we had the couple the doctor and the nurse and right. it was funny because she's like i i'm gonna use my gun and i know how to use a gun she comes out there can't hit anything and then Mike, michael hits her hand and she caps herself in the skull i'm like, what? It was like, is this a comedy? Well, it was like that movie. Remember that one movie we saw—the comedy where the people kept on killing themselves because the, oh, the two yeah. rednecks. It <laughs> felt like that.
0: Oh my! It's just—you're right. There's nothing about this that was like I said. I couldn't relate to them as human beings, like because they just didn't behave in a fashion that seemed like
1: people. So it was just—it was just really, really, really weird. It wasn't intense. It didn't didn't have the intensity of the first one. Right. Um, You had these people that were like, they're going to go after Michael. Like you said, they they, they got a mob together essentially to go after them. And And every time they got the mob together, what did they do? They separated.
0: Right. Well, and, and the part is, and this was like right in the middle where I had to go take a whiz. So I took a bathroom break when the other escaped convict got to the hospital. And I'm like, oh, babe, I got to go take a whiz. So just I'll be back. And I ran out. And I was, you know, I had to walk down long haul. So maybe I was gone for like two or three minutes. And I get back and they're chasing through the hospital. I'm like, babe, what is going on? She's like, Ugh. we were just, we were both shrugging our shoulders. So like. Oh, they chased him up and then the guy jumps out the window and I lean over to her and I'm like... And it was a crowded theater. I mean, this movie, and again, that's how we'll cap this. This movie did huge money over the weekend. It's, I think it set a record. It was it was definitely, if not, it was certainly close to it. But I'm like, what is going on here? She says, I, I don't know if this is supposed to illustrate that the, the mob is out of control and that's why they chased this crazy guy through the hospital and it was just...
1: <sighs> ah, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was it, almost, yeah, it was almost
0: exhausting like, to watch.
1: It of. was almost like they, they wanted to say we 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 basically we bought into the hysteria and we became the monsters, which uh, sure, but it was so heavy handed and it's like sure. the guy didn't even look. The same as Michael. He it, was a small, stringy guy. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just, it just. One
0: thing I did notice is right before he jumped, they did a close-up on his face. Biggest nose hairs I've ever seen on a human being. Like, yes, it was, it was unbelievable. Charlie, um, the things
1: you notice in films.
0: <laughs> I just, well, again and again, I. When it's on a seventy-foot screen or whatever it is, it's like, oh my god, unbelievable. So yeah. You know, in the end, you're right, Mike. Everybody, everybody dies except the daughter, the the granddaughter lives. Um, but her friend, her friend's dad, then Anthony Michael Hall, and everybody in the mob, uh, Lori and Will Patton, the sheriff, are in the hospital, and so they live. A couple of people still at the house live. Um, but the Karen the daughter is is killed by Michael. that's that, that was the
1: dumbest thing in the world, Charlie. Oh, and then Abel she walks, walks in back did, into yeah. the house and,
0: how and it's Michael, like how did Michael even get back into the house? because there's a there's a phalanx of cops in front of the house. Did he just run around back and sneak through the cellar or something? It's just it was the end of it the end of it was like okay you know maybe Michael kills everybody and then he just takes off for greener pastures, but does he, I mean, does he kill Judy Greer and then come downstairs and kill everybody else? No, I got to set it up for the sequel. Oh my God, dude. It was just, this it was,
1: I, I kept on saying, you've got to be kidding me. You've this, got, is, you, is, you've got to be kidding me.
0: This is, uh, uh, without a doubt, one of not only the worst horror movies I've seen in, in, in recent memory. And again, April and I see a lot of them and we see the Blumhouse films and some of them are on par with what you'd expect from a horror film. Like, What was, um, I was going to say, this is us. What was the film where it was, um, it was, was it called us, us? Us?
1: It was just called us. Yeah.
0: I don't know if that was Jordan Peele or certainly get out, which was it.
1: It was Jordan Peele. Yeah. It was his up. Yeah. Those
0: were fantastic. Great films. This was not only, as I said, one of the worst horror films I've ever seen, but definitely one of the worst films I've seen in recent memory. This was just, it had zero direction. Uh, It had zero, there was zero narrative through line. There was nothing going on. It was all over the place. Um, This would be, this would be a zero stars for me. Do not recommend. Just, just skip it. Just
1: skip it. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people like this because I was hearing the comments and I don't know, I I don't even, I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes right now just to really see how this performed. So, oh, 39%. So the critics didn't love it, but the audience gave it a 71
0: Well, and again, much like with Venom, uh, which came out a couple of weeks beforehand, uh, absolutely dominated uh, the box office. And again, we were in a crowded theater to see that one, and they probably both looked at each other and said, this is garbage, oh my God. And this film was worse. Uh, And I think it did, yeah, so it, um, uh, this did, I think, a $55 million take over the weekend, which was above expectations. And again, we're working on, uh, post-corona numbers but you know going back to the venom let there be carnage they're expecting that to break 300 million um and still hasn't been uh released in china it says has not yet venom um, has not been released in china which is partially why uh we even have a sequel to the movie in the first place
1: yeah so, so it was big in china but yeah, um china. venom had a 60 percent rotten tomatoes versus halloween kills 39 percent. so And a better audience score for Venom too. So I don't know.
0: I I I I, I would agree. You know that if you're kind of picking the lesser of the two evils, Venom was better because this was. I just I was just I was scratching my head at every other turn at this film. It was absolutely nothing to redeem. And of course, the original Halloween from '78, John Carpenter film, is a classic. It's amazing. This is. I like I said. I it's and like you said, it's the same writer, same director. So where did they? Where did they go awry with this deal?
1: So, what? yeah, I I don't know, and I'm what I'm trying to figure out um, this whole thing is. So, is this designed to be like a trilogy? Like this is the middle film, and then there's going to be another film because as they set it up, you basically can't kill Michael, and I'm like, and then the dot, da- like you said, granddaughter's alive, right. grandma's still alive. So, I, I, I just,
0: mean, they, obviously I don't know, left some connective tissue, but. to to ask the question, is this designed to be a trilogy? I don't think there's any design at all. It seems very much throwing, I don't want to say throwing shit against the wall, but it's like slapping paint against the canvas and seeing what dribbles down. There just, there does not seem to be any, any narrative through way they're not trying to get. It's not a beginning, middle and an end. It's like there was a beginning, made a lot of money. Let's, do this thing this thing and this thing and let's have it let's write the script in a weekend and let's do some cocaine while we're doing it it was just it was it was it was just nothing
1: it was just well nothing. charlie if we do get a, a a trilogy out of this i want mike myers like the actor the the funny guy i want him to basically be the the son of uh, Donald Pleasance, you know the doctor from the first one, and I want him to look like uh, Doctor Evil <laughs> and to show up to avenge his dad. I want it. That, I want it, Charlie. I mean,
0: I mean, because we'll probably at that time we'll be compelled to talk about this the same way we've talked about the other two films. We'll see it, but yes, I want uh, I want uh, Donald Pleasance's character Junior to be
1: the return of Doctor Evil, Michael, <laughs> Mike Myers, <laughs> and Michael. Well. Everybody's wanted to happen. Mike Myers versus Mike Myers, right? Michael versus Mike. Yes. So Everybody's you, you, wanted it, Charlie.
0: You know what? It's better than Freddy versus Jason. You know it.
1: Yes. Oh. One last story, Charlie, before we finish and okay. we'll give our review. But there is a funny story about this. Uh, originally, the director wanted Tommy, who's played by Anthony Michael Hall, oh, right. to be <laughs> played by Paul Rudd, which I'm like, sure, why not?
0: And did Paul Rudd just basically say... I'm going to be in Ghostbusters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Woo! <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Saved by the Bell. <laughs> yes. So Charlie, uh, you know, um there we go. We finished this movie. Uh I I subscribed to Peacock for this, so there's a month left of that subscription. So check out Saved by the Bell and and make it worth my while. <laughs>
0: Oh, make it worth the- oh, it's my job to make it worth your while. Yes. I you're yes. Up, you're Earn my subscription.
1: The- Earn my subscription. You're
0: barking up the wrong tree, babe. It's not going to happen. Oh, my God. Well, with that, uh, let's rate this deal. Um, this may be the first film in a long time that I've had to rate it right with a negative integer. This is probably like a minus two for me. It's below the slash.
1: So I can't go. Bel- I can't go like negative because it's like at that point I'm like I don't well, know. I, I, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it, Charlie. Like a bad tip, I'm gonna leave a penny. So I'm gonna leave a one.
0: Okay, uh, it's an insult. I, I will revise up <laughs> to make it a half penny. So I'm gonna give it a, oh, a 0.5. a hate, <laughs> hate penny. I penny. A penny. Will do. Leave it a turkey. Oh, a Canadian
1: God. penny, even better, oh, right? Oh, yes.
0: Oh, yeah, yes, exactly. So yes, I'm giving this a zero point five. Oh, well, with that, we bring the program to a merciful clothing. Uh, cl- merciful clothing? Merciful clothes. Uh, friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you, as always, that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking.
1: Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. $1 billion.
0: This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite Podcasting Network.